You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. My heart was shattered as our church was 20 years ago today. When, uh, and I'm not going to make it hard on these girls, but their sweet dad, uh, you talk girls, you come on in here, ladies. It just, uh, you talk about a friend. And everyone here that know, knew Wally Davis, I see you shaking your head. He, he was a friend like no other. I, uh, I want to speak tonight on the word friend. I want to be a friend. And I want you to be a friend. As the chief was talking, we were talking together today, he's a little bit bothered by the lack of kindness that we're seeing in our country. So am I. He was such a good chief to us. And the previous one was a good chief to us. I've been so um, um, burdened about our city. Our, our mayor went by our house yesterday. She has passed away last week former mayor, and she was a little bit younger than I am. Her funeral's coming up, and uh, she was a good lady to this church. And I want to be a friend to everybody. Some folks, it's very difficult to be a friend. It was Saturday morning 20 years ago today, and uh, I was over on the other property. We weren't here. I was at the other property getting ready for the bus meeting, and about 10 to 9, uh, your mom called me. I'd call him Wally. You girls would call him Dad or Papa or whatever. And uh, his brothers, he has wonderful brothers. They call him E.W. And she'd call him Walt. And she said, Pastor, Walt just passed away today. It was a very difficult thing to that morning go see him. You know, in life, God once in a while gives you a very special friend. And 53 years ago, God gave me Wally Davis. I want you to hear his voice for about two minutes. Verse 23 says, These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did, did, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto, unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men. I see four men. But tell you something, thank God for that fourth man. Thank God that no matter what you're going through, if you look to the right, look to the left, you're going to see that fourth man standing there somewhere. He's the one with his arms open wide and he says, I love you. I don't care what comes your way. I don't care what the place is. I don't care who the people are. I don't care what the plan is. I am here with you. Don't turn aside. Don't stop. Don't quit. Keep on going. Don't you give in to temptation. I'm going to protect you. I'm here. I'm here when things are going well. I'm here when the furnace is hot. But you can always count on one thing. I'm here. I know sometimes you might feel lonely. 
I know sometimes it might get overwhelming what you've got to face and go through. I know sometimes in the ministry you say, how in the world can I go another day? What am I going to do about this? Well, what in the world's the answer to this problem? I don't know all the answers, and I don't know all the ifs and outs and the in and outs of the things. But one thing I've learned down through these years, thank God the fourth man is always there by your side. If you don't turn away, you turn. It's amazing how you can walk away from his presence. I don't want to walk away from his presence. And the temptation to turn sometimes has been excruciating. But thank the Lord. Every time you feel like this is it, the door of the furnace flies open and the wicked one throws you in. And you say, That's, I, I'm done, it's it, it's over, I can't finish. There he is standing over in the corner says, it's all right. It's not fun what you're going through. But I'm right next to you, pal. What a great man. We've been featuring on the podcast today. You can listen to him preach. We have many messages there. But tonight I want to talk to you about this word friend. Friend is found 102 times in the Bible. Now I want us to leave here in just a few minutes and say, I want to be a friend. The first friend I see is my friend, Wally Davis. I want to be a friend like that. In my life, I wish, I wish with, with his life I could have some redo days. I was never mad at him. We never had a crossword. We never had a, a conversation that was, uh, was harsh or negative. But you know, when someone passes on the other side, your opportunities are passed. Wally Davis was... Um, was one of those friends that I sense, thinking back, looking back, I sense it was a largely a one-sided friendship. He was such a friend to me, but it, not just me, he was a friend to everybody. People had done him wrong. I think of in some churches where he pastored, he was done wrong. But he's never bitter at anybody. He was a evangelist out of our church, and I want to say he was gone about 300 nights a year preaching. He was always pretty, he was so much in demand. But he literally never sought anything for himself. And I say this to my disgrace, he really never had anything in life. They never owned anything big and fancy and new and this. But he loved serving God. I think about Christmas, and at Christmas, literally, I have the joy to buy gifts, uh, not just a hundred or two or three. I, I have the joy of buying many gifts. And I love it. I enjoy it. And when it kind of comes time to buy for uh, children, not my own children, but the children I try to buy for, uh, uh, he would always go with me. And he would call me Treeb. The only person that called me, he said, hey, Treeb. He goes, when are you going shopping for the kids? And I'd tell him, he goes, I'll be there. He never one time brought up anything controversial. You know, Bobby Robertson, he's with the Lord. He pastored 61 years in Walkertown, North Carolina. This building, I just took a picture of theirs and basically said to the architect, draw this, I want a steeple. Our steeple goes 94 feet, almost nine stories out there. And I said, I want a building like, just like this. Bobby Robertson was an incredible man. But, but Bobby Robertson never thought about Bobby Robertson. That's exactly what Wally Davis, he, he never thought about himself. 
he, he thought about how can I help you. And Bobby would, would travel all over the country, but Brother Bobby would travel to uh, a lot of hollers. He'd go back in the hollers, and he'd preach on a Monday and Tuesday night. And he said, you know, Brother Trevor, I'm preaching this week. I'm, I'm just preaching about 150 miles from home. I may come home at night. I probably will. But here's what I said. I said, do you take someone with you? He goes, No. I said, excuse me, he's the nicest guy. He said, I said, you take someone with you? He goes, no, Brother Trevor. In fact, I try not to let anybody know I'm leaving. I said, why? He goes, they always want to counsel in the car. I don't like it. I said, man, you sound just like me. I, I love going with people, but I don't like Hey, you have a minute, Brother Trevor? No, I've got four hours on traveling you with you in this car. I had a man driving me one time 21 years ago. He came on our staff. I won't say who he is, but he's a great singer. He is a great singer. He likes, I, I've heard him sing before. I love that precious name of G. I, I love that guy. Is he in church still? Oh, there you are. Remember that? I, we, were going to, we were going to your church in Sacramento, uh, Woodland, Brother, uh, Brother Everson. And we, it was foggy that night on the way home. And he thought, Brother, I think, was Brother Galvan with me that night? Somebody was, maybe Dave Webster. We were driving. He was driving. He drove me crazy because he got phone calls every five minutes. Yeah, I'll be there in two hours. I'll go stop by and get you a Burger King and I'll be in. He's talking to someone in the hospital. I said, Brother Martinez, can they even have food in the hospital? You've got to check. And secondly, we won't get home till midnight. And he said, I'll sneak it in. He breaks the rules all the time. But he was driving that fog. And I knew a bridge was coming up. We were going to hit that embankment there. I saw it. And I said, stop the car right now. That's why I don't like to travel with people. They drive crazy. We survived, barely survived. But he got his Burger King. But nonetheless, Wally Davis was fun to go with because he'd all say, Treb, I'll get your coffee for you. And we'd go shop, and he'd go get, he goes, now I'll carry the bags. You don't have to carry. And I'd try to carry something. No, nope, no, nope, I got, he'd be, he'd be carrying all these bags like this. And we'd go shopping together. Brother Skirty, he never brought up one controversial thing. He never talked about Republicans or Democrats. He, he never, I, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about yesterday's election. Country's crazy. Well, I'll have to throw this in. The guy in, in, in Kentucky, the governor, they reelected the nut. He's the guy that came out and said during COVID, I do not want churches in America to sing. You cannot sing in church. And they reelected the nut. Baptist churches all over the state reelected him. They deserve what they're going to get. They've already had four years of that nut. He shouldn't talk that way. He, he's an anti-God. He just as soon go read it. He just soon get rid of the churches. He don't want them. Well, I'm enough of that. Brother Brother Davis never complained, never griped. He was not high maintenance. High maintenance people. I'll do my best to be a good friend to you, but they wear us out. I'm looking at Mrs. Treber and she's just smiling at me. She knows. Sometimes you get folks that just drain you. I mean, when we say, hey, how you doing? 
could you say, great. Let's try it one time. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, that's the way to live. Oh, okay, under the circumstances. Well, then get out away from the, uh, under the circumstances. Wally Davis was that kind of friend. Don't drain your people. Don't go to work and be Mr. Negative. Don't hang out at the water cooler and talk against this company that's spending $1,000 or $2,000 a month for you for health insurance. It's paying you a salary. Well, it demands so much of us. Well, sure, you're hired to work. You don't like it. Go get another job. Well, they don't know my qualities. Well, then go start your own company and see how it's going. I'm talking about the fact, don't go to work and be a, uh, well, he's a Baptist. He's a churchgoer. He's a Christian. He gripes about everything. Don't gripe. Don't complain. Don't get on the internet and write wrong things. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 17 and verse number 17. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. By the way, that's what we just took an offering. A brother has some adversity tonight. A friend loves at all times. Wally Davis, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about this picture right here. That man right there, he loved at all times. His girls could tell you. He was always that way. He was always upbeat. He always preached strong, Brother Martinez. You remember Brother Pusin? He'd preach strong, but he always had a kindness in his heart. He always had hope in his message. Because a friend always brings hope to a, 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 a conversation when you meet with someone. I hope when you leave out of church, I could bring the front page in the newspaper. I know we don't have newspapers anymore. And I could preach from that every week if you want me to. But that's not where I want to go. You get it all week long. Why don't we get some Bible? A friend is born for adversity. A friend loveth at all times. So tell me now, who, who are your friends? Who, who are you spending your life on being a friend? I want to I be a friend to that lady right there. I, I, I've had a friend who never sought for anything. Proverbs 18, 24, you're right there. Look at it, if you will. Verse 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. So secondly, I had a friend in Wally Davis. Two, not only did I have a good friend, and if you have a good friend, thank God. But two, I want to be a friend. Would you look at that verse? I think we most of the time interpret it incorrectly. We say, if you want to have friends, show yourself friendly. That's not what it says. Look at the, the possessive tense there. A man that, what's the next word? You already have them. A man that hath friends. Do you have friends? Oh, no, I don't have friends. By the way, that's on you if you don't have friends. I read years ago, I went out to find a friend and could not find one there. I went out to be a friend and found friends everywhere. I want to be a friend. And if you have friends, there's a responsibility that comes with that relationship. You don't go looking for friends. You have friends. A man that has friends, what do you have to do? You have to service that relationship must show himself friendly. 
If you, uh, I'm not talking about getting more friends, but the way to get them is to smile at them, how do you with them? No, no, stop talking about it. You have friends, then service that friendship. You're sitting next to a mate. I hope that mate's your friend. Well, once in a while she is. Oh, about every six months he is. It's wonderful having a mate. But I want you to know, friend, if you have a mate, you have a responsibility. While you have a mate, you better and you must show yourself friendly. You must put something into that relationship. It's hard to believe we've had no children in our home longer than we had them. They're grown and gone. Your son, who's our son-in-law, birthday is today. He's born on this date when Brother Wally Davis passed away, but he's 45 years of age. How in the world did that happen? You've been longer without him in your home than you had him in your home. And that jerk took our daughter and met he can come back if he wants. She can come back, but he can't come. Amen on that. And bring the grandkids with them, huh, Bobby? I'm talking about you, you, you have children. You better put some time into them right now while you have them. You're a roommate. This man in college, he was just amazing. In, in college, when he came as an 18-year-old boy, he was amazing. He was tall and skinny. He had red hair. He had one of the lowest voices you ever heard when he arrived on the scene here. But in college, he had a high voice. And Dr. Scoville, the head of the music department, called him the neck. Hey, the neck, come over here. Sing this high tenor part. I never liked it when he called him the neck. Hey, the neck, come on over here. That red hair, he could sing. And then his voice got deeper and deeper. My goodness, could he sing low. But way back when he was a teenager, 18 years of age, God gave him to me. If you have a friend, work at it. Uh, would you make sure that Thanksgiving, you tell all your friends, you tell your mother, many of us in this room don't have a mother or don't have a father, or all the aunts and uncles are gone. If you have a mother, it just may be your last year. You look your mother in the eye and say, Mama, you are the very best lady in my life. So, well, I don't know if I mean it. Well, then you get over it meaning anyway. Daddy, I'm so glad you're my dad. I'm glad you're my dad. Well, I can't do that. My dad's lost. Well, I can't be your dearest friend. Yes, we want him saved. But with that attitude, he'll never get saved. You have a sibling. You, you just think about the fact that when you don't have a sibling, We were talking, Brother Dr. Schuler and I, today about his brother-in-law that got saved here and was a pastor here uh, up in Canada, left here. He was our janitor for a while, went in the ministry. At 58 years of age, he passed away. 
And two years later, his wife passed away. I want you to know that, friend, in this room tonight, there will be people that will not, if the Lord tarries in this coming, will not be here next year. I'm not talking about quitting on God. I'm not talking about running away. I'm talking about your life. This is, we're, we're on borrowed time. This is our last Thanksgiving. And if you have some friends, you better do everything, and I should do everything in my power to service that relationship. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Proverbs 27, verse four, uh, 17. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Years ago, I preached to our kids. I had two knives. And those two knives can collide together. And what happens to the blade when you collide with something as strong or stronger? What happens? It does what? Does it dull it or does it sharpen it? When you collide with something stronger than or as strong, a stone or iron, iron sharpeneth iron. But I could take this knife and collide with something inferior. You know what a little tiny piece of paper does? If I cut enough paper with that knife, that paper that is inferior to that iron will dull. If I take a milk jug that's made out of plastic, plastic is, is nothing compared, compared to that knife. But if I collide that plastic with that knife, the plastic doesn't dull, the blade dulls. That's why you want to choose good friends. Amnon had a friend, and his friend taught him how to sin and how to do wrong. You show me your friends. I had a plaque up in the youth auditorium in teenagers years ago. I made this statement. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I'll show you you're going to wind up. You show me your friends. What, what a wonderful thrill. God, God gave me a friend I got to collide with through college and then after college. And he collided with my life to the day that God took him home. Friends, service that relationship. One, we saw, thank God that you have friends. And two, I have a responsibility to be a friend. I want to close tonight. John 15, 13, greater love hath no man than a man giveth his life for his friends. I have a friend in Jesus. I found a friend who is all to me. His love is ever true. I love to tell how he lifted me and what his grace can do for you. Saved, I have a friend. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Jesus, he's my friend. In one of the elementary choir songs years ago, my best friend is Jesus. I'm so thankful I have a friend in him. We have several elementary teachers with TK 4, 5, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. If I'm not mistaken, four out of the seven teachers, their best, their favorite song is, What 
a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a friend we have. The man that wrote that had nothing but misery, had nothing but sorrow, had nothing but disappointment. He was prone to depression, discouragement. He lost a bride right before the wedding, and the next one that was to marry, he lost her right before the wedding. He never married. But he could write us this song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. You know, tonight I have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Tonight in the midnight hour, if you cannot sleep, turn to your friend. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Look for the fourth man in the fire. We just heard about him. Tonight, on the anniversary of 20 years ago, losing our dear friend, I want to literally give myself to be a friend and thank God for the friends I have and turn to Jesus Christ as my best friend. I've literally prayed, I've known this is coming for weeks now, months now, that God would turn us into friends like never before. I prayed that God would use the invitation. It's not really a Bible study or a powerful message tonight, but it is a powerful truth. What kind of friend are you? This year has been an amazing year in our home. We have witnessed literally day after day after day people in this church putting deposits of our, in our lives of friendship. Food, cards, notes, desserts, and desserts, and more desserts, and more desserts. Chips, iced tea, lemonade, root beer, all, you, 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 you talk it. There's never been a church like this church. You know what we knew all the time, but we've discovered? We've discovered that we have a lot of friends. I think of so many preachers that have been so kind, they and your, their wives to you in written notes. I think of one plant that's grown, that preacher sent you early on, seven and a half, eight months ago, and then it sent cards from he and his wife. We're praying for you, Mrs. Treber. I'm glad we have friends. Don't tell me, well, you independent fundamental Baptist. Don't go there with me. I kind of like them. I kind of like the independent fundamental temperamental Baptist. Amen. Oh, yes, I know there's some drainos. They'll just drain you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They just drain you. But I also know this, that they're the best people I know. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.